Hello and welcome back to TJ Stats, a baseball podcast uh, hosted by yours truly, Tim. Today's player we're going to focus on is more of a recent player who has recently retired, uh, Hunter Pence. So those that don't know, Hunter Pence was a right fielder, played for a handful of teams. We'll get to all of that. So let's dive right in and just look, as we always do, just kind of start from what we're looking at at the top of his baseball reference page. So four-time All-Star, two-time World Series champ. Uh, I believe that was both with the San Francisco Giants. But again, we'll get to that when we uh, scroll down for a bit. So let's start with some of the bio um, and then kind of the history of how he got into the major leagues and the rest of the stuff that I'm seeing here. But first, before we dive into that, the reason I picked Hunter Pence for today's episode was because I've been seeing him uh, play for the Savannah Bananas, uh, the independent team out of Savannah, Georgia. If you're not familiar, definitely worth uh, some social media um, research to see what they do. But he was a recent guest player, or however they do that, uh, guest banana, <laughs> if you will. Uh, so I saw him on there and I said, huh, that's interesting. I've got some history with Hunter Pence. Uh, I, I meant to have it pulled up, but there's a picture of me getting his autograph. I'm like, uh, I'm like 13, 14, something like that. Um, this was in 2011, three days before he got traded to the Phillies as part of the trade deadline. Um, and again, the 2011 season when the Phillies went on to have the best record in the league. I actually found the card I have that's autographed, so hopefully you guys can see that. Uh, so I've got him, kind of a unique pose there. Uh, sliding, with his tongue sticking out, uh, you know, sliding for a ball there. But got a, if you could, as you can see, uh, or hopefully you can see the giant P uh, and Pence. So he's got that as part of his signature. So that's always been one of my favorite uh, signatures um, or autographs, rather. So I figured I'd bring that on since we were doing an episode on him today. So um, getting out of some of the nostalgia, let's get into some of the numbers here. So. I uh, was born April 13th, 1983, about 40 years old now in Fort Worth, Texas, so pretty close to where I'm at. I'm actually in the Dallas-Fort Worth Metroplex uh, as well. Uh, his baseball career, in terms of professionally, started uh, when he was drafted by the Milwaukee Brewers in the 40th round of the uh, 2002 uh, MLB Junior Amateur Draft from Texarkana College in Texarkana, Texas. For those that don't know, that's the Texas and uh, Arkansas border. Uh, and then I guess uh, chose not to go that direction uh, and stick with school. And then um, Houston Astros drafted in the second round two years later uh, from the University of Texas at Arlington in Arlington, Texas, which is where the Texas Rangers play. Uh, went to Arlington High School. We already talked about the colleges because he was drafted from both of those. Made his debut a few years later at the age of 24. Um, it looks like to possibly opening day of 2007. Went one for three with a hit against uh, the team that originally drafted him, which I did not know that. That's pretty cool. And then he played his final game at age 37, almost 37 and a half, August 21st of 2020, so during the COVID season, versus Arizona, where he uh, went 0 for 2 with uh, obviously no hits, RBIs, and looks like no stolen bases. Okay, so as we keep going, he exceeded his uh, rookie status in 2007, and it looks like his agents were Beverly Hills Sports Council, previously Billy Martin Jr. His full name uh, is Hunter Andrew Pence, and the nicknames, I'm gonna click on these, I'm, I haven't heard these before, Captain Underpants or Wawinja. 
Wawenger. Let's see. For the Okay, I thought this was going to take me somewhere that helps explain all those, so um, we're just going to have to wonder why he uh, got those nicknames. <laughs> Maybe we don't want to know. Um, there's some social media stuff. We don't need to see all that. But his career numbers, he was a 30, almost 31, uh, wins above replacement uh, player. Uh, a little over 6,400 at-bats, just short of 1,800 hits, almost 250 home runs, 279 uh, career hitter. Almost 900 runs, almost 950 RBIs, 120 stolen bases. That would have been more than I would have guessed. And then um, we see the on-base slugging, in the, which rounds up to almost an 800 career OPS, which puts it at a career 114 OPS+. plus. Bunch of stats there. Long story short, was an above-average hitter. So that's what we know from that. Um, and maybe not necessarily an above-average gold glove winner, since we're not seeing any gold gloves up here. Uh, and right field's kind of a crowded uh, spot, so not we're not taking anything from his hitting. Uh, but you know, maybe there's some sluggers. Why he didn't want any silver sluggers? But oh, and real quick before we move on, uh, looks like he was number nine for four or five years for the Astros, and then number three for the Phillies, and then for eight years was number eight. There you go for the Giants, and then for the Texas Rangers, which is um, where he went to school in Arlington. Uh, I forgot he played at uh, the 2019 season with the Rangers. Um, so you got that going for you. And I guess he went back to uh, the Giants to wrap up his career. So anyway, moving on, let's get perfect. We're able to fit that almost, yeah, pretty much all in one screen. So just looking straight up, what I'm seeing jump off the bat are these bolded numbers, which looks like in 2013 and 2014, played every single game which is awesome. And then led the league in 650 at bats in that 2014 season. Doing that at uh, the age of 31, that's impressive. Um, and then before we dive into some of the individual stats, look at the awards on the side. It was um, a finalist for the rookie of the year. I did not know that. Uh, and then it was an all-star for the first time uh, in 09 and 2011, so twice as an Astro. Uh, oh, Looks like his second highest MVP finish was in 2011 as well. Um, and then 2012, back-to-back -back years. Um, okay, this looks kind of crowded for two years, but uh, another, you know, somewhat worthy uh, MVP uh, rank, uh, chance at it, I guess. 32nd, it's not a whole lot to talk about, but then it was then 16th at MVP in 2013. And then it looks like maybe one of his best years, if not his best year, uh, was when he was 11th at MVP and an All-Star in 2014 as a member of the Giants. And then it looks like he actually cut. Uh, that's right. He was like a DH guy and just had kind of a resurgent year. I kind of remember this now. In 2019, was an All-Star for the Rangers. And then we don't really need to talk about his Giants career, uh, the second stint in it anyway, um, showing what some of those numbers are. So as we can see, primarily play right field. Uh, kind of mix it around for a bit towards the end there, but mostly uh, corner outfield guy. So let's see. Let's look at some of the numbers here. So 25 home runs three years in a row. So he had 20-plus home runs, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven times. So that's solid. Um, and then RBIs, it looks like he uh, got at least 100 once in 2012. And then just fell short in 2013. Okay, 
Let's see, what else we got? Stolen bases, looks like the most he had was 22 in 2013. And then strikeouts, yeah, you know, pretty typical numbers. Looks like a little high in 2012. Let's look at some batting averages. So we've got 282. 282 back-to-back -back years. Now that's always interesting uh, when you see stuff like that happen. Uh, 2011, 314. Okay, keep going here. Yeah, that Phillies uh, tenure really did well um, for the stretch run of 2011. And then really struggled as a giant in 2012 in the regular season. Um, so that's interesting, but didn't matter. They still won a World Series that year, so that that's rather interesting. Uh, let's see, and then 283, there we go. And then almost 290 in 2016. And then 297 in 83 games as a Texas Ranger. That's awesome. Love that. And if we look at on base percentage, looks like his best year was 2011. With a 370. Man, yep. Almost had an uh, on-base percentage of 400 as a Philly down the stretch. That's exactly what you wanted a trade deadline acquisition. And we'll get to some of the trades he was part in. So players, uh, which players went in which direction and all that good stuff. Slugged. Um, wow. His best, quote-unquote, full season. So not when he was just partially with the team. Uh, I don't even know if that's fair to say. It was 552 as a member of the Rangers at age 36. So that's interesting. And then OPS plus looks like 2011, 139, real solid there, his best year. Total bases, 304, did that twice, which is another interesting stat. Let's see. That I think is gonna get us through here. And we look at some more of his uh, career numbers here. Played over 1,700 games, over 7,000 uh, plate appearances. Um, we talked about it. So it's 162 game average. So basically, if you take his career, we talked about the average and some of those numbers. All oh, that's that's cool and all. Would have been 11 stolen bases, 89 RBIs, 23 home runs, five triples. That's it. Ooh, we forgot to point that out. 2014 had 10 triples. Okay, well, you've got um, the triples alley and. Uh, San Francisco's ballpark, so that definitely helped with that. And it looks like he had nine as an Astro in his rookie season, so that's where some of that speed's going. If anybody that ever watched Hunter Pence was not a guy you would, you know, get your kid and say, okay, do things like he would do. He kind of hunched over swing, had some kind of a bunch of movement, kind of ran, had kind of a weird running stance, used one batting glove, I think, uh, had kind of a slingshot kind of throw arm, uh, throwing motion, even though it was accurate. So he's just one of those guys. I mean, you, you can you can tell this guy sticking his tongue out of this uh, autograph of mine or uh, this autograph card of his that I've got. So, I mean, it just kind of shows they're kind of, kind of a quirky dude, but I mean, you know. Clearly, the numbers were there. Stats were good. I mean, it's a great ball player. Not a Hall of Fame uh, caliber player, but, I mean, you know, kind of maybe the next tier or two down where it's, like, really solid, multi-time all-star. So, not quite MVP level, but, you know, and we'll kind of look at that uh, as we get towards the wins above replacement category uh, and all that good stuff. So, uh, as we keep moving down, let's see... And this is some of the in-depth of batting stuff. We don't really care to see that. But we get to see his uh, career uh, earnings was over $130 million, So that's that's definitely uh, better than most. 
Uh, so that's pretty solid. Let's see, advanced batting here. And we don't want to really see this either. About a 19 um, career, 19% uh, strikeout career rate. Career strikeout rate, excuse me. Hard to get that out. Okay, let's look at the postseason uh, numbers for a bit. Okay, so a lot of playoff uh, experience, right? Lots of W's as we're seeing here. So we're seeing in the Phillies, um, his first playoff appearance at 28 was against the Cardinals. That's actually a very historic um, playoff series, especially in my experience as a St. Louis Cardinal fan in 2011. You had to go to the National League Division Series, goes five games, as you're seeing with his numbers there. Uh, he batted 211, so he kind of struggled there. Uh, no home runs, no extra base hits of any kind. Uh, so really struggled there, uh, but that's just kind of how it goes sometimes. But uh, that's one where Chris Carpenter and Roy Holiday squared off one nothing game five, and he was actually uh, I think the second to last act. I think you had uh, Chase Utley, Hunter Pence, and then Ryan Howard ended. So he had a chance to tie it up at the last inning there. So anyway, getting off my St. Louis Cardinal high horse. Uh, looks like the next year for the Giants. Um, let's see, beat the Reds in the division series, beat the Cardinals in a. Um, that was not a fun series for me to watch, uh, but I do remember that one. And then sweeping the Tigers uh, in four games, where he batted 286 in that World Series. So that's so he was a, contri a huge contributor in them sealing the deal in 2012. And then 2014, again with the Giants, uh, wild card round, beat the Pirates in one game, beat the uh, Nationals in the Division Series, beat the Cardinals in uh, five games. So that wasn't even a competitive one for the Cardinals. Um, and then beat the Kansas City Royals in the 2014 season. But don't feel bad for the Royals. They got it the next year, 2015. Uh, and it looks like he freaking knocked the cover off the ball in that World Series, batting 444 on base half the time. Uh, OPS plus almost 1,200, 18 total bases. Wow. So definitely did some good stuff there. Um, I believe Madison Bumgarner won the MVP, but Pence was right there uh, at a chance to get it as well. And then it looks like his final playoff appearance was, again, with the San Francisco Giants, part of the, the even-year stuff that they did. Wild card round, they beat the Mets in one, and then lost to the Cubs in the division series as the beginning of the Cubs, uh, you know, as we know, breaking the curse uh, and winning the World Series, winning it all in 2016, winning the uh, breaking their 100-plus-year drought of winning a World Series. Um, so overall, in four or in 10 playoff series, so 250 hitter, didn't slug all that great, a uh, couple stolen bases, couple home runs. So, I mean, you know, solid performance. Not everybody plays off the charts. I mean, those are obviously the fun stories. But it wasn't always him, but clearly he had uh, the two World Series that he won with the Giants. He was, you know, a good uh, part of their success there. So, uh, let's see, fielding, and eh, we can ignore that. Um, let's see. Yeah, and just looking at it, looks like he played, oh, looks like he actually played a lot of games in center field as rookie year, and it looks like they went, eh, let's stick you in right field. So, and then played the majority there, and then played a bunch of uh, uh, left field uh, for the Giants towards the end of his first stint with them, uh, and then only played uh, left field uh, his second uh, stint um, for the range. Oh, just kidding, I lied, five and five, so is split it evenly in the corners there. So that uh, shows the game distribution in terms of positions he played in his 14-year career. 
Okay, so let's look at some of the leaderboards, awards, and honors that he was part of. So played in the 2006 Futures game. Did not know that. We talked about the four All-Star game appearances. A um, couple monthly awards, some weekly awards. Uh, looks like in 2011, he had the sixth highest war with 5.7, which is, I, I, if I remember, that's about MVP level in terms of 5.7 wins above replacement, but I think they show that lower. Uh, two seasons in the top 10 offensive war. Played appearances a lot. We showed that. Games played, showed that. Uh, 2011, 314 was in the top four in batting average. Uh, and then just, we'll just throw out a few that um, he was top 10 in a couple, you know, at least two times. Runs scored, hits, total bases, um, doubles, stolen bases. So, I mean, you know, had a good career. You know, he's like, you know, upper part of the um, leaderboard and a lot of different offensive statistics. Um, so that's obviously uh, part of why he was so good. Uh, let's see. Yeah, this is more this is more defense stuff we don't really care uh, <laughs> it looks like in 2020 in the National League uh, when he was playing for the Giants he was the oldest uh, he was the fifth oldest player um, at that point so that that's uh, I guess he was about 37 38 uh, so that's interesting let's see I'm not sure what these Hall of Fame statistics mean, but I think they're basically saying he wasn't quite good enough to be a Hall of Famer, which we kind of already uh, established that. Uh, similar players. Now, this is interesting. Vernon Wells, Aubrey Huff, Matt Kemp. Okay. Adam Jones. It looks like they're Tony Avila is the only um, Hall of Famer that they had as a comparable. So that's interesting. Okay. Let's look at transactions. This to me is a fun part. Uh, let's see where we're at on time. Yeah, we're still doing all right. Okay, so 2002, drafted by the Brewers, did not sign. We already kind of put that together. And then two years later by the Astros, he signed a week later. So it was probably pretty close to the deadline if I were to, Matt, if I were to imagine. Uh, and then 2011, the Astros traded with money to the Phillies for a player to be named later. Jared Cozart, John Singleton. John Singleton's actually making a resurgence back because he never really uh, put it all together uh, back in this time period. Josh Zeed, the Phillies sent... So, okay, those were all players that went with Pence to... Let's see. Am I reading this right? Traded by the Astros with, for a player to be named later. Yeah, okay. So they sent a bunch of other players to the Phillies. None of those really panned out. Pence obviously did well helping them get, uh, you know, make a run in 2011. And then the Phillies sent Domingo Santana. He's a guy who kind of, you know, he's kind of had some flashes here and there uh, to the Astros. So the Astros didn't really get anything out of that, but it was kind of a, a semi expiring contract, I believe, as well. Um, Actually, no, it wasn't an expiring contract. What, what am I talking here? Get ahead of myself. So really, 100 pence, whatever there. None of the other players really in the deal were that significant, as we're seeing here. Uh, and then it looks like uh, the following year, the Phillies traded at the deadline uh, to the Giants for, and got 
Nate Shearholtz, I remember that name, Tommy Joseph, and Seth Rosen. So no, any kind of like like studs, like, you know, MVP, all-star type guys that they got back in return. So it's another one where the Giants probably did well there, especially considering he helped them win the World Series later that year and in 14. So we'll take that. Uh, and then was a free agent after the 2018 season. So he's with, again, that was with, he was with the Giants for a long time. And then signed as a free agent in early February of 19 with the, the Rangers. And then was a free agent after that year. And then exactly a year later, he signed with the Rangers. He signed to go back to the Giants. Uh, and then was released uh, later that year um, by the Giants. So part of a couple trade deadline trades. No significant players attached to any of that. So uh, not really juicy uh, details there. Uh, see his contract there. Um so that's all that's there for him there. Uh, and that pretty much brings us to the uh, tail end of uh, Hunter Pence and his career. Uh, like I said, now you're seeing him with like Savannah Bananas. I think he's done, uh, I, don't know if he, I don't know if he's done any uh, TV coverage and stuff like that, but really a solid player. It was always a fun player to watch. Again, very quirky, but that's just kind of how it goes. But uh, again, thanks for joining for this episode of TJ Stats. Again, Hunter Pence, his career. Now you know a little bit more about that, hopefully. Uh, again, thanks for joining and enjoy the rest of your day. Thanks.